Army Ranger Lead the Way Fund Incorporated, a 501c3 nonprofit, is an active duty, casualty assistance, recovery, uh, transition, and veterans organization that provides financial support beyond what the government and veteran affairs can offer to U.S. Army Rangers and their families of those who have died, have been disabled, or who are currently serving in harm's way around the world. It is up to us to lead them back. Support Army Ranger Lead the Way Fund to help ease these costly burdens and vital living expenses. Our son, Jimmy Regan, would be the first to give, and he was. In honor of Sergeant James J. Regan, killed in action, Iraq, February 9, 2007. Jim and Mary Regan. John Wenling and I were classmates and teammates at Duke University. John, who lives in the Denver area, decided to climb nine fourteeners, which would be which are peaks north of fourteen thousand feet, on the way leading up to nine eleven. He accomplished this goal and raised awareness and funds for the Lead the Way Fund. I hope you enjoy our conversation. This is John's story. We're live, bro. Feels like the first time is like, say it again, with respect to Quandary? Yeah, so Quandary is the first 14er I hiked. Having moved to Colorado in 2010. And I did it with my golden retriever, Connor. And getting back on that mountain. I hadn't been back since then. So I picked it as the first for that reason knowing what it was and it just felt right to kick things off it was like the first time yeah exactly and then you look at the lyrics it's like huh this works climb any mountain cross any sea (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's right yeah we're gonna uh, go out and do something special here but like you said that uh well the first time you climbed quandaries was when you moved out to um colorado about 10 years ago right Um, yeah almost to the day and yeah. you you take you take John Wenling at at forty over thirty, the forty year old would win. Roughly, yeah, I think <laughs> so. I think so. To be honest, you saw, and I saw like maybe the I don't know that that picture and then this picture. It's like and I and we just, I just commented, you look lean, bro. Look lean and mean. Yeah, trying to maintain my it's, my fitness it's as the, I, I get older. Yeah. You said Mark, some, do some martial arts. Do you Taekwondo? Is that right? No, it's Muay Thai. Okay. Muay Thai and then heavy bag kick, kickboxing class. That's where you, serious. yeah, that's where you're more in your own head. You're working your combos. You're working your technique. Yeah. You're, you're trying to deepen your, your, your cardio kind of, you know, really get after it. The rounds that you're doing, you know, embrace the suck. <laughs> embrace, embrace embrace the instructor yeah that you know by this time they all know me um you know getting on you a little bit yeah and uh showing you a little extra something you can add ways to make things more difficult better technique it's good it's it's a good thing to go do i it's high impact but yet it in my view it's low impact because you're not going out and running you know, yeah. five, eight, ten miles or something. Yes. Um, 
I'll go in for a 45 minute bag class. I'll do an hour of Muay Thai, come home soaking wet. So it's good. Sleep like a, sleep like a baby. Yeah. Get up and do it again. Sure. I love sure. all the body weight stuff. Yeah. I, I lift some weights, but not as much as we used to. Right. Well, that's Bill? like, that's like the, I mean, <clears throat> it's a good thing about hiking. You know, it's like you're out there in Colorado. It's a little bit different uh, landscape than, uh, um, sorry, you're out in Colorado, a little different landscape than Ohio. Um, and you got <laughs> into hiking sort of right away. And uh, so, John Wendling, um, welcome to the Pillars podcast. And uh, John just climbed a, a bunch of mountains, 14ers, out in Colorado to raise money for the lead the way fund, the army ranger lead the way fund. Um, and you did what nine peaks in 11 days. Yeah. The theme was nine and 11 for the 20th anniversary of nine 11. It's cool to honor those that have served those that have, have fallen in their service or wounded in service. Um, you know, army ranger lead the way fund probably deserves some explanation. Um, it's not my fund or foundation, but it is near and dear to both Bill and I, um, having had a former teammate that was a ranger that passed away. Jimmy Regan. Jimmy Regan. He was, Sergeant. Uh, yes. Yep. He was two years above us, right? Correct. He was class of 02. Yep. From, from Manhasset, New York on Long Island. Mm-hmm. And uh, great player, great teammate, super smart guy. And uh, yeah, he was, you talk to his dad, who's so gracious, you know, will spend 30, 45 minutes with you on the phone. Very curious, wants to know about people, their lives. Um, he clearly loves serving others. You know, they started the fund in 07 after Jimmy died in Iraq. So Duke lacrosse still honors Jimmy in, in a very significant way. And um, I just felt that I hadn't been able to participate in a lot of the lead the way fund events because um, just proximity mostly. I was either living in Columbus or Denver. Denver made it more difficult, but hadn't participated in some of the runs or fundraising events. Um, but this year around the 4th of July, kind of looking ahead to 9-11, 20th anniversary, it just, time moves so quickly. Yet, if you think of all the things that have gone on since, the time is there, you know? The yeah. time is it occurred, right? Like you can account for it, but dude, dude, in our minds, it moves fast. Remember, we were all in the same dorm together. I know. On 9 11. Correct. Unbel our sophomore year. You yeah. and Lee Scandalaris. Like, yep. I think I was living. up. Um, I think um, I was at class. You're a class. I think Lee was still sleeping. Mr. Scandalaris calls the. Uh, the dorm i answer the phone mm -hmm. it's like just like turning the tv on something really mm -hmm. bad is going on mm -hmm. yeah wild yeah really wild um i i'll never forget that day it was it was funny and bill you'll appreciate this knowing 
just kind of how guys razzed me mm-hmm. in, in college. But I went to my econ class on a Tuesday mm-hmm. and needed an oil change in my Chevy Tahoe. So I took the Tahoe down to Rick Hendrick Chevrolet, which ties into the NASCAR theme of my college years. And normally when you pull up to a dealership into the service department, there's people there. They're walking around. They greet you. What do you need? What's going on? There's no one there. And I had actually kind of searched for personnel and I did not know what had happened. Um, I think both towers had already been hit, but neither had fallen at that time. And I walk into like the, the waiting room where there's a TV and it's like probably everyone that worked there and some customers were all glued to the television. And it took me a little while to catch up and, and see it and go, what? You know, you're just so confused. It catches you so off guard. It's like a movie. It's like For, they got a rerun of like, I don't know, a volcano movie or, you know, some of of buildings collapsing. But it's like, not, that's not like green screen. <laughs> it's the, it's, yeah, that's, that's the real news. I know. And the first time I saw the trade towers was my freshman year at Duke when we went and played um, in the fall tournament. Remember, we bust up there and we came through a tunnel and you could see Manhattan. I'd never seen it before. It was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, been to plenty of cities, not that one. It's a different, different ball game. So, yeah. Uh, nine 14 ers 11 days for 9 11 to try to raise money and awareness for Lead the Way Fund. Something that I hadn't done uh, directly, like an event, I'd given money to Lead the Way, um, but had never uh, participated in something like that where you, you know, try to push yourself to some limit. Yeah. And kind of asking people to give money and then follow along. So you did, you did that, man. Uh, You raised, you raised great money for, for the great cause lead the way. Um, How did you, uh, how'd you get the word out there? Email. I I loved your email. You gave updates via email almost every day as to your climbs and preview uh, what's to come. Uh, Did you use any social media? Or does it kind I didn't. Of word of mouth and like friend groups and network? Yeah. I had an email list that I worked hard to accumulate. Yeah. It's hard to do. That's tough. It takes time. Emails are tricky today because people just mostly text. Yeah. <clears throat> and text, I'll tell you, I tried texting. It didn't work. It was like getting the email set up and then really, and getting the, the fundraising page set up and then just starting to like put the information to people and provide some entertainment value, you know, give them what they're, give them some money or give them value for their money. Uh, you know, beyond obviously the, the value of the charity. Yeah. 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 I just, I felt like it was important for me to not just say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go out and do this thing. Right. That maybe you understand or don't understand. 
a lot of people probably didn't. Right. Um, and, uh, and then giving them day by day recaps with not just information about the hike or about me or what happened that day, but, but also providing information about lead the way fund kind of reminding people, you know, what they're giving to and how it helps, uh, soldiers, families, um, all of that. It's the, so I just, I felt like it needed to be, I was doing it. Yes. As like for, it, it was beneficial to me personally. Like the experience was unbelievable. I'll carry it with me forever, but that's not like why I did it. Right. right. So I couldn't make it just about that. That that'd be a bad idea, I think. <laughs> well, you I mean you, you you conveyed your experience. You know, it's not like you sent the email. You got you got some supporters. They might have given. They might have not given. <clears throat> and you check back in a month or something. Um, you kind of gave the the blow by blow day by day. Uh, you conveyed the experience, like I'm trying to say, through email. Um, and uh, it's like it's. You know, it could be imagined that like I, whoever else, supporters uh, e- on the email thing were climbing it with you. And when you're done with it, you you wrote these like, well, crap, you're a good writer. Um, vivid, like I always think that <clears throat> if you're really into something, um, it kind of just flows. Whatever it is, is kind of effortless. <clears throat> and you can almost tell that you're pretty passionate about um, the fund. Well, what happened on July 4th and with Jimmy um, also leading up to 9-11, 20 years and stuff like that. And you made some noise by pounding dirt, by pounding rock, climbing those 14ers at, like, miles away from Manhasset where they had their run, you know? Sure. And, and, um, yeah. and probably, I mean, that's probably, good. if I had to guess, it's a good... Probably almost 2,000 miles, mm-hmm. Manhasset to mm-hmm. the parts of Colorado where I was hiking. Yeah. Somewhere in that vicinity. I mean, I, I, yeah, I'd say north of that. I drove from, ah, no, it's probably right, I think. Yeah. Well, it's 1250 from Columbus to Denver. And then you got to add whatever Columbus to Long Island is. They said there would it's be probably six, 600. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then another 80 yeah. or so I'll, t- I'll yeah. tell you, Bill, um, Talk I gotta, I gotta give kudos to my wife yes, Heidi, for, um, su- supporting me in this effort, like her support, our support was monetary, but her support to me to make this possible is invaluable. And, uh, I had to lay out exactly what I was going to do on what days, um, weather be damned. Fortunately, the weather was good. The first two hikes were the most threatening, but I was still safe. And, um, I was actually gearing up in the morning, camelback, some other supplies, you know, energy stuff to, to, you know, gel packs, honey stingers. Uh, no, I'm not sponsored by them or anything, (laughs) you know, no purposeful shout outs here. Um, but you get all that together, get on my gear, got the hiking shoes, my, my trail runners, 
And I would take the kids to school some days and then go to the drive to the trailhead, hike the mountain, get back in my truck and drive and pick the kids up from school. Holy smokes. So, you know, that was the the first day quandary. Yeah. The second day raising Tories. Um, and then let's see. Yeah, that was actually, uh, those two days. And then after I finished Mount Elbert, I drove down and picked them up and yeah, I was glad to be seated, uh, yeah. for that drive from Leadville. So yeah. And any cram, any cramps while driving? <laughs> <laughs> no, no Charlie horses while driving. That'd be um, the worst. I mean, I've act- never I've had my the- fair share of cramps, but never behind the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen them. Like on wood. <laughs> Yeah, right. I've seen you cramp up. Lock, you lock um, up a little bit there, John. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, one thing that some people expressed, they expressed like a level of concern and it never even crossed my mind, but they're probably right is wait a second. You're going out and doing these by yourself. It's like, yeah, it's daylight. Like weather's fine, whatever. They're like, right. But what if something goes wrong? Like, what if you get hurt? What if you're two thirds of the way up this thing and you get hurt? Then what? It's like, well, it's a good question. I don't know. And it didn't happen. So <laughs> that's not, that's not necessarily thinking that way. So it didn't um, happen. So it, it doesn't really, <laughs> I didn't get hurt. Real. So that, that's yeah. what I'm going to do. I'm not going to get hurt. And if I did 23, is it 23 hours when the guy like gets stuck and cuts his arm off or something? Is that, uh, you know that movie I'm talking about? 100, 100, 128, 128 hours with Joe, with uh, Franco, James Franco. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen that movie. So he survives. I can survive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. So well, you're going for, you're going for a long, you're going for a hike. It's how most of these, most of these 14ers, um, how long would it take to go from trailhead to trail to back to trailhead? Uh, it varies on, the distance and the terrain the shortest hike in time was about two and a half hours and the longest was over five yeah and that was mount massive five hours of moving uh lives up to its name five hours of moving was going up harder or going down harder uh going up is always hard yeah fighting gravity work Yeah, yeah it's work but the descent is where your legs burn jelly legs golly i know yeah they say like coming down sometimes coming down large mountains people talk about like with everest um you ascend you get there but that's like half the thing getting down is treacherous as all get out and also your legs are totally fatigued which makes it yeah that no that's that's absolutely right i mean And I, um, I knew Quandry well. Yeah. And sorry, I had to um, adjust my my camera here. Haven't skipped, a, haven't skipped a beat. So Quandry, I knew it, and the way that it the the Quandry's the more okay. So there there's a group of volunteers in Colorado that hike up and 
and maintain these trails or even they try to make the trail more obvious or more mm-hmm. safe so they yes. create switch they like there was a crew while i was hiking albert that was creating more of a, a better switchback terrain yeah above tree line mm-hmm. so these folks show up they might be camping they may not i don't know precisely what they do but they volunteer and they go out and they like work at 13,000 feet in complete, you know, exposure to the sun and help maintain these trails. So there's better footing and it's safer for people. So quandary is extremely popular. It's so popular. They've, they're now charging the park at the trailhead and they're running a shuttle out of Breckenridge yeah. um, to get there. So it costs some money if you want to park like right at the trailhead and um that trails i'll call it more forgiving um it's it's more inspiring i guess like each step so i hiked it up and there more inspiring clouds. for you all right how about that inspiring in terms of each step like As- the quality of your footing right interesting so so, some of it like you're on aggregate or it's just kind of raw things are breaking loose they're they're sliding under you you know a rock will want to tumble downhill and you step on it and you could just and inspiring means like firm ground or good good correct correct yeah yeah cool you have more confidence in in your footing your steps but you know i had to really bust it up the mountain um there's basically this black cloud that sort of moved in and was sort of hovering. I've one of the photos I took showed that as I was heading up to the summit and I got up there, nothing really happened. And fortunately the winds kind of pushed it off. Um, but I had to hustle down and (laughs) this is where 29 year old John versus 39 year old John comes into play. Um, my legs felt better and I more or less like you're in like a light jog kind of hop and step in finding footing, but I more or less like kind of ran down and back to my truck. I felt really good stretched out like whatever. <laughs> and then the soreness doesn't always hit you immediately. Sometimes it creeps in the next day. I have always found when you really, let your body have it. It's like two days later. Yeah. Maybe 36 to 48 hours. Yeah. And that's when I'm supposed to go hike Grays and Tories, which was a longer hike, more elevation, <laughs> two summits across the saddle. By the way, I only counted that as one and a half in the nine. Um, but m- the most soreness I was dealing with was at the front end of this exercise. It was mostly in my quads. Um, it's impossible to work out and simulate that descent. So you just kind of have to do it, do it, keep doing <laughs> it and ignore what your body's trying it's to like tell lacrosse. You. It's like, you can't simulate playing lacrosse. I mean, no. you go run distance. I mean, sure. Not really. Even if yeah. you do sprints, it's like really hard to simulate. Maybe if you did some like crazy CrossFit stuff, but I didn't, I don't think when we play, there's much of a thing as CrossFit. No. Um, but anyway, uh, it, it also, I remember it's always the line. I'm like, I'm really sore. What do I do? Do I like stretch? He's like, the best way to get rid of soreness is to work it out. <laughs> it's like, yeah. thanks. Blood flow. The last thing I want to do, you know, I know 
I can barely like I was ha- I I was Bill, I was literally having to hold on to the railing to come down the stairs in my house. Yeah, it's like the first like, time you do squats. I'm like, oh, in high school, oh, can't even sure. sit on a toilet to hover. <laughs> I know, I know, man. Like an old man so, coming down the stairs. So, what, Bill, what you said is absolutely true. Like, I just had to keep going. Yeah, like, I'm doing this. This is the plan. Like, just you, you're, you have, you're not injured. You're not hurt. It just, it, it hurts, but you're not hurt. So keep going. Just yeah. go do it. You're hurt. The presser is like, is there a difference between hurt and injured? Yes. It's like I bumped my elbow the other day at the, on the door. It hurts. And I walk across the street and like somebody hits me with a bike and I, you know, crack my knee on the sidewalk. I'm injured. Right. Yeah. Can you, can you play or can you not play? You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so you- I was. I was rolling. I was like rolling my quads. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I did an ice bath after every single hike, just so I was ready, or was kind of helping myself be ready mm-hmm. for the next one. Uh, just keep your toes out of the water, and it's fine. <laughs> you used to wear like those little booties, right? Yeah, at, at yeah. Duke? When we would ice our ankles, yeah. Smoking yeah. Joe Ferraro. That's right. I used to, yeah, That's you used right. to put like these little neoprene things over your toes and all it was like a wetsuit for your toes correct i was over yeah. i was more of a fan of the the hot the hot tub <laughs> absolutely who's, who's not <laughs> yeah. but so um so you kept on keeping on you you quandary then the next two were harder than quandary correct yeah longer grays and tories which, are, which is a, it's a beautiful hike along you're on the continental divide trail it's interesting i was on the continental divide trail more than once so like you kind of get a sense like some hikers like blaze this trail and you can hike it across the mountain ranges mm-hmm. it all sort of connects through which is awesome like i was on the continental divide trail at Mount Albert, but I was also on it at Grays and Tories. And if you look at where they are geographically, they're disparate. They're an hour apart driving mm-hmm. uh, as the crow flies, maybe more like, I don't know, 30 minutes or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so Grays and Tories were next. They have like a really beautiful, they're pretty much equal, uh, not distant, but like equal height, equal elevation. Yeah. And the the saddle between them is very consistently shaped. Yeah. It actually, I think it almost looks like a necklace. Like when you'd go to put like a necklace on, like you could kind of set your face in it. Yeah. Um, but that I counted as one and a half because do it Gray's first, Tory's yeah. second. Because you climb one um, and hit the saddle and you got the other one, right? Correct. And then yeah. descend. Uh, I, give, I give you one I give you one and a half for that. Yeah. 1.5. I mean, it could have just been one. No. But that would have one and a half. <laughs> but yeah, Keep it going. was that was great. <laughs> it was cold. That was the coldest day. Uh in terms of the hiking. I still pretty much wore the same gear. Because if you're moving, if you're going, yeah. Like, I you know, I was wearing sleeves not only uh to keep, you know, some 
heat in, yeah. but also to keep the sun off. Yeah. Um, wearing my hat, right. Yeah. But shorts, trail runners. Um, it was cool. Like as I was on the summit at Gray's or some other folks up there, um, some folks from different parts of the country, like Kansas or forget where, Yeah. uh, maybe, maybe Indiana that day. But anyway, um, you know, sea level type folks that come out, it's like a huge deal to them and they did it. They're up there. So it's always like really good feeling with people. People are always happy. Um, you know, they're trying to find their air They're drinking some water. They're eating a snack, taking photos, kind of, it's really similar, but everyone's always willing to talk. You're taking pictures of each other. Um, I actually learned a neat panoramic Mm -hmm. photo trick from a friend when we were mountain biking in Crested Butte in August. And basically, if you think about how the panoramic iPhone works at your group or a person starts on the left side of the photo, right? And that you move like this with the pano. So the idea is the person taking the picture has to pace themselves, but they start and they say, okay. And they keep, they start moving. And when the people are out of the frame, they, they say, okay, go. And you run around behind them. So you're not running through the picture. You run around behind them and you come around the other side. And you meet, you so meet the pan out at the end or something on the, on the right side, on the other side, you're, you're, you're in your own picture twice. Right. That's, uh, that's, that's cool. It's hilarious. And the guys, I taught them this. I was like, okay, do this. So they got like the, 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 um, uh, the cardboard with the, you know, uh, uh yeah yeah elevation and there's a guy holding it and they're kind of looking the one way or whatever and then they run around behind me and they're all looking back like the other way mm-hmm. so i i think it turned out pretty good they're, they're kind of looking at each they're looking at themselves <laughs> yeah kind of like yeah looking back like a, like, a, other, like a mirror the same people yeah. yeah but it's the same people it's it's really trippy to look at i believe it when you you see the picture but um, the clouds were like right on us. Like clouds are great. My photos, my photos and stuff I was showing as I'm starting to hike and I'm, you know, working my way up the trail yeah. was both peaks had clouds completely covering them. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I'm going to be you're you hike like right up into them. Yeah. And what's so interesting is when you're in it, you can see, and it's like, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you when you're away from it, like you can't see it's 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 really an it looks like a cloud but you're, you're in it it's just yeah. like it, it seems moist it seems it's damp. hazy yes yeah hazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damp. when you're up yeah. close to a yeah. cloud there are no mm-hmm. people living on top of clouds even though i, yeah. I always thought there might be when i was younger uh it would be so cool though but like um, super mario yes the cloud cloud people um marshmallow men um so you climb uh you talk with these people you teach them a little pano trick um, yeah, and yeah. you're inspiring and you're putting smiles on faces and you're telling them about what you're doing. Sure. Um, is one thing click clicking in pan. And then, but you're like, you know, you're out there spreading the good news. Like it's so cool. And you're making people's days better. And that's what Jimmy would love. And that's what like a lot of charities are about. It's just doing, putting good into the world. Yeah. So good job. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, when, so I tried to stay like really humble about when I would 
tell people like yeah. they'd say, Oh, are you a ranger? I'd say, no, I'm not, not a ranger, yeah. but I'm raising money for rangers lead the way fun. I kind of explain it. And I go, I'm hiking nine of these in four in, in 11 days, nine 14 ers in 11 days. <laughs> and I mean, people are like, yeah, I'll do like one a year. Right. <laughs> and then like check it off the bucket whatever. list. Yeah. 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 Like we made this trip just to do this, like one and it's, you know, and that's a big deal. Of course it is like, but I'm on my sixth or what, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm like knee deep in this thing. And it was really interesting. Like people were sort of like thinking about it and processing it. You could tell, like, could I just keep doing these like day after day? Yeah. Um, Yeah. You probably can. If you just freaking tie your shoes on and go do it. I, I think of David Goggins, um, that guy, the things he does makes what I look, do look like I was playing in a baby pool, (laughs) but, uh, he talks about the mornings where he's going to go run like long distances and work out and train. And he said that he'll just sit and stare at his shoes Yep, and like, not want to put them on. And he's, I don't know if you're like okay all with swe- like, swearing, but sure. I'm going to quote him. He goes, I think he was talking to Joe Rogan or something, but he goes, Joe, I always put those motherfuckers on mm-hmm. go run. Yeah. yeah. If, so, you look at, if you look at your, like, if it's very human, I think we all sort of experience that the first step is the hardest kind of figurative, figurative and literal. Um, but uh, at the end, at the end of the thing, it's like, what's your, track record what what are you batting like i don't think i've ever i mean i'm not saying i'm superhuman or i don't think i'm the exception um said you know what no i'm not gonna or i'm running and i'm not gonna finish the, the three miles and i'm doing yeah. a stop at two miles almost like i remind myself of like my track record is a thousand i'm batting a thousand i will always i've always finished the run you know i i've, I've usually always put the shoes on and go work out so just can do it, you know, but it's so human and real and, and, and correct for me anyway. And I think for a lot of people, just like, uh, yeah, I should respond to this email or two or, uh, yeah, I got to like, uh, go pick up some dog do in the yard or <laughs> Heidi really want, or uh, my mom really wants me to replace this light bulb and you're just procrastinating, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, then when you get out there and you start thinking, doing it, you're just like, what was I even thinking? This is awesome. This is awesome. You know, for sure. We're, we're, we're built to, to struggle, like challenge ourselves and our bodies can do so much more than we want to give them, give it credit for mind. The um, mind, the mind is what I, what I actually found interesting is I would feel like something kind of going on in like my left knee or maybe kind of in like an my, my ankle, like maybe I step funny once mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, that kind of, feel, you know, like, yeah. I hope I don't have to feel that the rest of this hike and you just keep going. And it's like, it fades away. Yeah. It kind of goes away. Like cramping, like you can get over it. Like yeah. Just kind of sort of keep not Such like a good point. Such a not, good point. Not like the cramping where your muscles tighten up to a, a rock, of, but I mean like water in your, in your, in your yeah. gut. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the difference between hurt and injured. You know, it's like, um, sometimes you, sometimes people, I, you overthink it. And like you said, 
Just get out. And st- <laughs> he might be a little nicked up, but <laughs> sometimes you just got to push through it and it goes away when a weird mm-hmm. in a, miraculously. I'm like, how did that happen? Yeah. Like I had a, a, a knot in my calf and I was like, I think I should just take the day off or something. And, ah, maybe I'll just go try a run. And, and then the next day it's like, it's gone. And it's like anti or what is it? It's counterintuitive. It's like, mm-hmm. what? You're supposed to rest to get better. I got like a little Achilles thing, Achilles thing going on. It's been like really tender. I think, I think I got bad shoes. Truthfully. I think I got skunky under armor shoes recently. That's just like, <laughs> messing with my achilles but now i'm at the point now i'm like Fuck. i thought you're gonna tell me you're wearing sketchers yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah those are all worn down you know so they're they're in the, in the mail <laughs> um so anyway any peak what was the hardest you have a heart the heart one of the, was the first the hardest, hardest? Was ma- massive well no 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 no. i would say okay massive was the hardest yeah, because it was the longest. It was almost seventeen miles. Jeez, that was like five, five or six hours. Yeah, that was the one that took. I was my actual moving time on my Garmin Connect G, with GPS was over five hours. The total hike was around six. Um, moving pretty good. And <clears throat> yeah, as I wrote in one of my emails, I think the threshold uh to test really test your fitness on one of these is to try to average above three miles an hour Mm -hmm. and the more distance the better chance you've got Mm -hmm. um my friend mike and i were really close to that on beer stat we probably could have gotten there if we would have known like in real time what we were averaging but you don't really have that statistic uh present yeah yeah technically so we were just under three on that but we literally ran off of that mountain and down so if you think about it you're spending more time and you're going slower on the ascent like this is reality yes Um, yes versus the descent what you can do so the descent has to be that much faster to compensate for the speed on the ascent and I don't think the whole moving time thing is totally precise. Like, I think if you're kind of farting around on the peak and taking mm-hmm. pictures, you're mm-hmm. moving. So you kind of have to overcome maybe a little bit of that as well. But three miles an hour is busting it. I mean, yeah. you're at elevation um, and massive. I was intermittently running. I would run through the because you, you spend it. a ton of time in the forest yeah uh a little up in the forest not on the steeper stuff no coming down like running just, downhill is tough on the knees yeah yeah and the quads <laughs> and the quads there's <laughs> something the to say that like, if you're running downhill like the impact is like i don't know some a crazy number times a normal impact running on flat ground sure like, it's like a hundred times the impact on the near something like depending on the grade you know yeah but anyway well the key for me was is try to land even going downhill was trying to run a little pigeon toad and land on the balls of my feet yeah rather than than spring yeah well you get better traction and you're also kind of like you're just in a better like i think posture that way 
Um, so instead of kind of like leaning back and letting gravity just hammer you, um, you're controlling yourself more, but Mount massive was the hardest it. I'm glad I did it before Elbert though. I think if I would have done Elbert and then had to turn around and do massive, that would have been pretty intense. That the Elbert hike was about the same elevation. So Elbert was about 4,700 and Mount massive was 4,800. They're next door to each other. So looking up at Mount massive and Elbert, um, looking up at them from the town of Leadville, I mean, they are just so obvious and imposing. They're huge. Massive has the most mass of any 14er in Colorado above 14,000 feet. What do you mean mass? Like just size? The rock. size? Yes. Yes. Like it's, it's volume of rock or whatever above 14,000 is more than any other 14er in the state. How many are there in the state? Sorry. 54. Okay. There's 54 14ers um, in Colorado. You're going to keep going. So keep going next year. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it'll be this or something else. Um, there's a lot of people that do cycling, mountain biking, or trail running over like ultra type stuff over really long distances. Mm -hmm. Um, that is really freaking impressive. Uh, I was talking to Mr. Regan, Bill, he -hmm. said that chase stock who is a senior when we were freshmen, right? Yeah. Uh, he runs ultras. Yeah. Now. I saw some posts that he put up Beast. there of like running over a hundred miles. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. It took him yeah, 23, it's... 23 hours of yep. running. Yep. Wow. It's <laughs> uh, a lot of yeah, steps. I... It's a lot of steps. It's a lot of miles that go into that, that you're putting out into the world, you know, to make a difference. Yeah. You know, if, you know, if he, I don't, I don't know if he, I bet he did dedicate the run to, to Jim. I think he did. Yeah. He did it right around the Regan run or whatever. Not whatever we're, a, we're, a, what I, what I was thinking about bills we're, we're alive. We're here. Okay. And we're doing these things to like remind ourselves of maybe our mortality, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have just gone out and leisurely, hike these mountains with no care about time or effort. Like you can just go do them. Um, None of the peaks I hiked required anything technical, no ropes, no special gear. It's more or less a foot in front of the other, maybe a little hands and feet, a little scrambling, but not much. Mm -hmm. Um, So in doing it, I had the the way I think the best way to sort of like remind yourself of why you're doing it and the people that you're doing it for and the way that they've served us, you know, our military, you know, all those brave people. Um, How can, how can you not do it with like an element of suffering or pain? Cause that's what these people do for us. Right. So it's a way of, I think truly honoring them is to make it hard, to make it a a test to otherwise it's like, yeah, the money's there. You raise the money and that's all well and good. But I I think it adds another like element for Pete, for the person like 
doing it to properly reflect upon what folks went through, um, the training they went through, the combat, the horrors they might have faced. There's so many things that go into being in the military and ensuring our freedom that if you don't, yeah, if you're not reflecting on those things and saying, okay, I, I don't feel good like this, (laughs) this kind of stinks. Now it was beautiful. And that is a huge enhancement. Um, and the, the summiting is always a payoff. There's like a euphoria, both in terms of how you feel physically and then just like being there. Yeah. But, but if it doesn't suck, if you're not pushing yourself, if you're not making it uncomfortable, I'm not sure you're maybe like properly honoring those that went through very traumatic situations or died in yeah. their service to us. So oh, that I think it's a, it's yeah. a more of a powerful way, powerful instrument of having aware, getting awareness out there and um, arming and deploying um to kind of play with those terms um this really awesome charity of lead the way fund uh, because i think that i think it's sometimes hard for people to look away from people that are doing things that are hard people are like what you're like you're doing (laughs) uh, nine and 11 days i just want to do one this year or one on the bucket list there's an there's a there's an element of awe of just like, I don't quite understand this, but people going through suffering or doing things that are difficult. And mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. there's a efficacy or I always mess that word up effectiveness or there it's, it's effective in, um, ginning up support and in the form of like donation, um, and in the, in the form of gratitude, um, when you, when you do things that are hard and you get through them and people kind of they they notice it and it's like i I keep saying it like putting love into the world uh by example um and it's a lot you know i don't know if you can do it as effectively uh without an element of suffering and as you said very aptly it's it's an uh, it's it's extraordinary support i mean the the line of lead the way fund right is extraordinary sacrifice deserves extraordinary support you know yep that's extraordinary to put it it's not just support it's extraordinary support you know sure getting your ass up and down these big blocks of granite or whatever they are out there continental continental ridge yeah the continental divide yeah it was it was a fantastic experience and met some folks along the way that uh, were aware of lead the way I met a ranger, um, yeah. after I did Democrat Cameron Lincoln and part of Bross. Um, so yeah, no, it was, it was a great journey. Um, I do kind of wonder maybe what the next thing could be. Love it. Um, we'll see. Yeah. We got know, time. I, I don't want to be, I don't, yeah. I, I don't want to be a show. I'm not going to be a show off. I mean, it's just about, again, that awareness and support, something that people can't look away from. I'll tell you also, Bill, 
um, I'm not intimately aware of all the things that my former teammates, um, Duke cross players are, are doing or up to, but they're, they're, it's, it's a remarkable group of men and it's very inspiring. And like we mentioned chase stock. I mean, Ben Fenton lives up in Boulder. He's like fitness savage. Yeah. Um, Will McDonald's know, up, yeah. up North. In Montana. Yeah. Like, yeah, all these guys are, you know, out there. We're in our communities. We're doing different things. I think we all have like this mindset similar to Jimmy, or at least maybe we can take a cue from him. I, th- I think it was he felt like if he wasn't going to go do this for his country, then like who should? Yeah. You know, we should all be doing something for our community, for our country, for those we love and care about, making um, you know, where we live, uh, where our children live, uh, um, you know, where our families are a better place. I mean, I'm, I try to be like, if I have the time, like I try to be the first person to raise my hand and say, Hey, I'll help out on that service project or, yeah. Yeah. you know, help at the kids school or, you know, volunteer money or time and, and just try to, um, you know, be positive, be additive, mm, be additive. Uh, not, like that. yeah, not, not, you know, divisive, not just, yeah. Sit at home. Active. Yeah. 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 Be on, yeah. Be on the internet or yeah. social media. I think going out and connecting with real people in a, in a real way is still how we're, we're built still how we're wired. I mean, who knows, like all this technological advancement humans, I suppose could somehow, kind of evolve away from that in a way, but it hasn't been, there hasn't been enough time, right. For us to change. And I think you get the most out of yourself. I I think the most I'm most, I have the most, um, I give thanks. Mm -hmm. I'm the most, I have the most gratitude when I meet someone, we have a great conversation. I learn something um, about them or whatever life. And you make this connection. You've made eye contact. You're present. You're with people. That's more inspiring. I think more lasting than hitting like a like button. As cool as, as cool as some people's posts and social media can be like, I I think it's more fulfilling. Yeah. And this is going to be a really cool post when I post it, but you're, you're absolutely right. Like, um, and you, that's what you did. You went out for long walks, um, at altitude, climbing altitude, climbing big things of rock. And, uh, it's like one of the best things you could do is just get out of the house and go for a walk and smile and talk to people. And you so happen to be doing it for an awesome, awesome cause. So keep doing it man here's 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 another thing thing that i'll 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 throw out there yeah is i i i laid out my plan and i'd hiked the mountains before some of them i knew i knew what i was up against in a way uh but i was like can i do this many consecutively like am i gonna wear down am i gonna you know what i mean yep um but having created the plan, creating an, a, an, a, a level of accountability with people that have 
that are supporting me and lead the way. Um, you know, you go out and you do it. And I think if, if I think CrossFit is kind of designed to be this way, I would say going and training martial arts is this way. I look back at my football and like lacrosse careers. It's this way. You would show up to practice. You would, you show up to your training and you don't always know what it's going to be exactly. You just know that you're going to be in the right mindset. You're going to go and you're going to do the work. And I think if folks can find something that um, where they, they don't really have a choice. Like you just go, you just show up the right mindset and ready to do the work on schedule um, and make it interesting. Make it something that's interesting to you. That's like makes it worthwhile. Um, you're going to, you're going to do it more, maybe more often and harder or further than maybe you thought before. If that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. So, and you say it very, very well. Um, it's infinitely true. Show up. Number one, show up. Okay. That might be half the ballot or something. It's really important, but, but to show up and do something that is kind of is in line with your soul that makes you happy. That is in line with like the talents that God has given you or that you've sort of developed over your life. Um, you put those two together and you're unstoppable. And you just, that's like the whole idea of like, find something that you love to do and you, it's not work. Um, and, uh, but showing yeah, just getting out there, get out there, you know? And, uh, yeah, man. Um, I, uh, in, in the, Bill in college, in college, I surprised myself. Do you remember we, a liberal arts education undergrad at Duke, you know, we had the matrix, we had to kind of, you know, check certain boxes of yeah. courses that we took that had certain content, right. And a way of learning. Um, and I dreaded certain classes and then I get into them and be like, Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Like there are some literature courses that I did really well in and really enjoyed. Um, but I was kind of doubtful sort of in my own head, I was playing tricks on myself mm -hmm. of, of whether or not I would actually enjoy the material, the subject, the reading, yeah. the writing, you know, I was an econ major. I want to do e economics or math or finance, whatever accounting, but I look back and say to myself, you know, you may have interest more than in certain things, more than you think, mm -hmm. uh, give it a try and see what mm -hmm. it's all about. And mm -hmm. you may, you may love it. And if you do now, you found something that, um, you didn't know about yourself or about like the world. So I think traveling gives you perspective in that way. Also, mm -hmm. um, the, I've never ultimate, been. It's the ultimate walk. <laughs> you went, yeah, for, you yeah. went for long walks up mountains. I went for a long walk yesterday, um, walking the dog for about an hour. Uh, it's amazing that <clears throat> you do that. And like, I wasn't depressed or anything, but I just did that. And it's just a natural <clears throat> euphoria. Just, I felt better. <clears throat> I, I ran into a, uh, a friend of mine that I didn't know would be walking his dog. And we walked for an hour and talked. Um, and, and <clears throat> excuse me. And then you take that to the next level is you travel and uh, you talk to people of uh, different places and different experiences and different cultures and, yeah. and, uh, and you're cool with that and you're cool yourself and you just, yeah, it's good to go. It's what an experience, man. 
Um, so we've talked for about 45 minutes, brother. And uh, we, uh, I hope that the people out there um, get out there and go for a walk <laughs> uh, and smile and uh, are somewhat are inspired by what you did. Um, all I did was sit here and listen and talk a little bit. I didn't climb all these mountains. Uh, but uh, if you want to, if you wanted to uh, continue to give or you wanted to give to John's cause or lead the way fund, there's a way to do that, right? Yeah, there is. And we can put a, a link to where folks can go. I'll put a link up there. Uh, onto your on your website or into the the, the notes uh, under the video. Uh, happy to do that. You can give to lead the way fund directly. Uh, you could reference nine in eleven if you want to. Huh. Um I, I have to give a special shout out to Mr. James Regan, uh, Jimmy's father. Yeah. Um the I, I reached out to lead the way in August, early August, about a month before I started this and said, is this something that I can do? Are you okay with this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not going to use your name, your foundation um, without yeah. your permission, obviously. So I am so thankful that um, they trusted me. Uh, to do this and to spread the good word and be, um, um, what's what's the word I'm looking An for? Ambassador. An ambassador. That's yeah, a good way to put it um, for lead the way. And I hope you know to do this again and in maybe some other fashion. Let the creative juices flow. But without that level of trust and support, kind of in reverse. Um, and just such a, like Mr. Regan had intrigue, not necessarily something that he's done, um, but he, he got it. He knew, he knew right exactly what it was that I was sort of wanting to do and make it unique and interesting and really like a, a real way of, of honoring um, Jimmy and, and others um, that I, I would be remiss if I didn't express gratitude and, and thanks um to mr regan and lead the way fund in that way so well said man it's uh, very humble of you to say that it's very humble and gentleman a gentleman of you, you must have been raised well um <laughs> to like to like to even think that like yeah, i'm gonna give all this time this energy and raise money for you guys are you okay with that did they give? Did they have any hesitance, or be like, or there was just like, a, no, go for it, yeah. Uh, but it's just not, like, it's not, like, not really. <laughs> they said, "Oh my gosh, that's how." Because I explained yeah, yeah, what yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. I said, "I want to do this and kind of you and and raise awareness, kind of use a network, get the lead the way fund in front of a group of people that have really never heard about it." Yeah. So it's it's fresh, it's new. Um, you know, the foundation's been around for more than a dozen years, 13 years, 14 years back to 07. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things that they saw it. Jill Brodsky in particular was who I reached out to. And she said, Oh yeah. Like, thanks. You, you got it. You hit the nail on the head. Like, and here's our, any time, any place, any race, page so if you've participated with lead the way on jimmy's run uh you go through that portal so i got sort of my own page that they authorized i could set up and you know i wrote things down and 
you know, um, it's cool. Um, Very cool. May, maybe I should enhance that page a little now since it's over, but, uh, yeah, it was very, it was the timing of it all was just the way it all came together and experiencing nine 11, both the final hike and summit. And then my kids had soccer. So I had to get back for that. I actually squeezed in the hike and soccer. And then I'm at home and I'm watching some of these 9-11 ceremonies. Jesus. And it, is extreme, yeah. it was extremely um, emotional. I can only imagine what fo- folks are still going through a lot these days. Um, looking back to that, um, that tragic day. And it was, it was very real. Um, I, so anything we can do, right, that yeah. helps folks like that um, or those yeah. that decided to volunteer and serve after in the war on terror uh what was the operation enduring freedom yeah all of that so it's like john it's, it's just like you it have, means uh, so much to me yeah you have um we talked we talked the other day um you're kind of in between career ideas right um and mm-hmm. you had some extra time on your hands and you made like the most of it, <laughs> you know, you're a great father. And my dad always used to say charity starts at home. Um, and I think by the way that you operate in the way that your parents parented you um, helped instill in you this idea of giving. Uh, but once like the, if you have some extra time at the home um, and then you can charity can go outward um, and you took advantage of uh, uh, some freedom that you, you might've had in your, in your life. Um, and didn't just like i don't know sit inside like you said or you know i can do some home improvements i mean yeah, the home could always be better or whatever but uh yeah kudos on to you for taking advantage of an opportunity yeah and let me let me also um give thanks to everyone that gave no matter the amount seeing your name seeing the support um I, that that just meant so much um I actually received uh, another gift uh, last night. It was from a neighbor. We saw each other. I was out mowing the yard, waved to him. Um, and, you know, all of a sudden I see his name pop up there. Yeah. And people gave, people gave in, in different amounts. Uh, they gave what they could. And for that, I'm, I'm very thankful. So absolutely. And then, you know, what? Yeah. the giving, it's not over, you know, if anyone I mean, if you want to give that check out the link it's going to be associated with this podcast when it's posted um so check it out um to to john's horn he's not going to do it for his 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 goal was 10,000 and he exceeded that uh in spades um so awesome awesome stuff dude um you're going to florida I am with the fam <laughs> long weekend with the family. Take advantage of some t- kids being off school Yeah, half day today and tomorrow. So have fun, yeah. brother. Thank you. It's uh thank you. You're welcome. Remember that song? <laughs> Lou Graham. All right, good chit chatting with you, John, and uh, keep uh, 
keep spreading the good news and spreading the love, brother. Keep smiling. Yeah, thank you, Bill. Thanks right, for having buddy. me on. I you love you, it. man. Love you too. We go back a ways. That's that's my that's yep. that's the garish suite down there where you're you're hanging out right now, right? That's Potential. right. You're gonna be here. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna All be right. here. I want to have you. I love it. All right, Johnny, have fun, bro. Okay. Pathos of Community is a hyper-local approach to the podcast. Chevy Chase, Pathos of Kensington, Washington, D.C. A podcast of people who are pillars unto themselves, and because of that, they stand pillars of our community. It begins by being your best self, your best pillar. Then, just like that, magically, whether you know it or not, the community will feel your effect. These people are pillars of community. Be a pillar. Oh, <laughs> my